Welcome to the Investor Coaching Show, a podcast to help you get an insider's view of the financial world and escape common investment traps. We look at the financial news of the day and help you make sense of it so you can relax about money. And here's your host, Paul Winkler. All right, back here on the Investor Coaching Show, Paul Winkler, Ira Work. <laughs> I got a kick out of this, Ira. Seven reasons to retire and relocate when savings fall short. Vanguard. I just think it's funny. So mutual fund company, one of the biggest in the world, writes an article about, well, you may need to retire and relocate because you don't have enough money. <laughs> when, when their funds happen to be one of the biggest, <laughs> most used funds in 401ks. It's because most of the, the target date fund we were talking about earlier, that's where most people put their money. I mm -hmm. mean, it's, it's the highest percentage. But uh, what, what they were talking about here, that's what I thought the article was going to be about. But what they got into in here was they, they did this research and they literally said that only the top 5%, I just disagree with the, these numbers. You know, it's not based on, I can't imagine, maybe it is. Is it possible clients are up in the top 5% of all savers that, that we work with. Cause we don't work with huge client clients overall. We got some really big ones, but we got some, you know, moderate size and retirement's kind of fine. They're not worried about it. And I don't think that they really need to sit there and worry about it, but they were saying only people in the top 5% of income distribution would be able to readily finance life after labor. They said the rest of Americans may struggle, and that includes people in the upper middle class. And I think a lot of it has to do with how they're taught to take income in retirement, quite frankly, is, is what I'm thinking. You know, because so much of the information about taking income in retirement, you know, like dividend paying stocks or real estate investment trusts or annuities <coughs> or blah, 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 whatever is typically what is taught. And, uh, you know, a lot of it is product driven education you know because just if you don't know when we talk about taking income from an investment portfolio i might have 20 30 different asset categories large companies mm -hmm. small companies large value small value international large international small you know five-year bonds four-year bonds three-year bonds emerging markets small emerging markets value. i can go on and on you might have like 30 asset categories and then whichever area has the better returns in the given year that you're in that's where you're going to take the income from and, you know, it's so rare that you actually see that taught. I remember when I was a broker, we were never taught that way. Oh, no. It wasn't. No, it was, you know, it was basically being taught to sell products that provided income. Yeah. So, um, so I'm thinking that's maybe why what's going on. So, you know what they did to bridge the gap so that they had more success? Real estate. Yank the equity out of your home. That's what their whole solution was. The entire article was... Don't fix the investing. <laughs> Don't do anything different. Just take all your money out of your home. And that is what they found in the research. They said, at a high level, the paper finds that Americans who have annual earnings in the 25th, 50th, and 70th percentiles. So, you know, in, in, uh, they, 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 you know, so if you... If you're up in those percentiles, you may struggle to accumulate enough to meet the spending levels of the typical of the typical retiree. For example, researchers estimate that late boomers in the bottom quartile of the income distribution uh, will be able to sustain retirement spending at nearly 64% of pre-retirement income. So it's 25%, meaning that 75% people make more than you do. 
is what that percentile means. Uh, you know, so you're you're going to have 64% of pre-retirement income significantly below the traditional target of 70 to 80%. So that's what you'll hear people say. You know, what you want is your retirement income to be 70 to 80% of what it was when you were working. That's the rule of thumb. I've seen studies that show it ought to be 105% because people tend to spend more after they retire uh, because they go do things that they never were able to do when they were working. Or they never had time to do. Or that they never had time to do. And what they found here, though, is that if they tap the equity in their homes and they actually yank the money out, like let's say through a reverse mortgage, that they were able to get that up to 96 uh, I think it was, uh, it was, oh, where was it? They were able, they were able to get to the point. I, I can't remember exactly where in the article it was, but they were able to get to the point that even those lower 25 percentile people were able to do it well if they actually pulled income out of their, out of their houses, the equity out of their houses and, and put it in investments. So that's basically what the study was. And it's probably true. And a lot of people don't even think about re reverse mortgages and those types of things. I've taught workshops on them. All you're doing with a reverse mortgage is you're getting access to the equity in your home. And then you get a loan on your home. You're not giving the house to the bank. That's not how it works. You're not going and giving your house away. All you're doing is saying, I got a $400,000 house. Give me access to $200,000, let's say, for example. And then what you do is you don't pay it back. You know, so interest accrues on top of what you've borrowed, and hopefully the house value will appreciate faster than the loan will. If it doesn't, if you end up backwards where the loan is higher than the house value, it's the bank's fault or their problem. Then what will happen is that they have insurance that you have bought for them, of course. You, you paid for it. But they have insurance that if the house is worth less than the loan when you die, and you know your heirs don't have a bill they don't have to pay that back so what happens typically though is people may just get a reverse mortgage and they access money here and there you know maybe go on a trip here and there i you know I, and, and i've had clients do it and they love it and it's something but i'm surprised that they think that 95 percent of people are not going to make it according to this study because i just don't find that that's the case well, maybe, Paul, what they're doing is they're looking at their funds and how their funds underperform and realize that their clients won't have enough money when they get to retirement and due to the poor performance of their funds. And that's really what they're basing it on. That's it. That's all it is. <laughs> and we don't have a dog in the fight. I mean, you know, it, it, as far as a fun company, we you, know, yeah, if you think we're picking I, I, on them because we, we, they're a competitor and they're not. We could use them if we wanted to. But right. I'm just not a fan of the indexing strategies and the investment strategies in the portfolios designs because what they do is they have a tendency. And it's, it's all you look at, at the big fun companies. It doesn't matter who you name. You will find the tendency to overweight bigger companies in the portfolios. No, yeah, I, I think the big problem in retirement is really the same problem that people have in pre-retirement in the accumulation of wealth for retirement, and that is what we call magical thinking. Mm. That there are people out there who are gonna truly, honestly do the best they can for you, and you don't have to put any time into understanding what where your money's going and what it's doing and we'll just go yeah. with whatever is sold to us yeah 
you know, magical thinking. No, and, and I think it is so often the case where we just don't think we can understand it. People don't, don't think that they can follow any of this, the, the academic research, but I think it's just critical that you get it because what I find is when you get it, you don't worry about it as much. Okay, so artificial empathy is coming. Are we ready for emotions from AI? They're literally what they're doing is they're setting up these AI programs to have emotions. It, it cracks me up because it's, you know, they have these answers that you're going to be getting before too long when you're texting for information, you want information not, and help on some product. Oh, that must be very hard. I called Thanks it. Thanks for sharing. I Did called you? it. Did you? I, I called it a few months ago uh, that, that, that they were going to be on doing this that. show. I'm, I'm, yeah, I suppose. What? Yeah, Why well, it was would only a matter AI of time. Emotion. Okay. You're kidding. Oh, that's right. You did. That's right. You did. Now I remember. Yep. All right. Sorry you're going through that. <laughs> imagine it's really tough. I can imagine that's hard. Well, <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it, and you're it, like going, that's, you're not a real person. Go, Nick. Exactly. Think about, the people, think about the people who don't have that from people in their lives and how it could impact them. Yeah, but I don't want to touch something or feel something yeah, they still. Yeah, yeah but let, let you're Nick not that here. person hang on, who's. Hang on. Let's think what, about what, the people who lack those social skills that might have severe social anxiety that can't get that from other people. This is another form or a medium that can provide them that emotional connection. Yeah, it's not real, but it's enough for them to continue to go on about life. They're like those people who can't get that. There, there are, that, that, yeah, yeah. There, there are people that have. We um, think it's silly, but no, no, they might I, need no, it. I know, I, t I totally get your point. You know, it's because, and you know, if you asked me prior to going in and getting a master's in psychology, I would have just, I would have buffooned. You know, that, that's you would have laughed at us. I would, yeah, I would have. I thought you're a buffoon. What are you talking about? That, that's good. That's goofy. But you know, you do actually. You see how people. You know, don't have necessarily the upbringing that you had. So yeah, that, I get it. But that is interesting. I mean, it's going to see. It's going to be interesting to see how AI uh, actually changes and how so many times we're like looking at areas that, like accounting, I talked about earlier, where you just don't have enough people going into the field, and that is what's going to be the replacement. You know, we're going to have AI doing things we never dreamt of, and I think that that's important, simply because. Boy, the, the, this is, uh, I'm going to hit this really, 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 really quick. There have been some issues with countries where demographic trends have been low birth rate, that it's been a problem. And I think we're going to need AI to actually handle jobs that we just don't have enough high, high enough birth rate to handle in the future. And it could be something that's actually a big saving grace in the future. I think technology increasing productivity is something that it's like I talked about before with the Industrial Revolution. You had machines actually doing the labor that people used to do. Now it's going to be computers doing the labor that people used to do mentally in some areas. But it's not going to replace the need for humans. It's not going to. Uh, and it's um, ah, that's a it's a very deep subject. Paul Winkler, Investor Coaching Show, along with Ira Work. Take a quick break. We'll be right back after this. Thanks for tuning in to the Investor Coaching Podcast. Now, you may be one of these people that's been listening and realizing, wow, investing, there's a lot more to it than meets the eye and financial planning tax laws constantly changing and recognizing that maybe you might need some help in this area, but you don't want just anybody to help you out. 
So we have 10 offices in the Middle Tennessee area, and everything we do is fee-only. We align our interests with your interests. So you can get an initial 15-minute phone call with any one of our offices just by going to paulwinkler.com forward slash call. That's it. Every one of the offices is run by somebody with 20 plus years experience. They're all degree planners. They all have academic backgrounds in investing and you can get the help that you need. So if you want to set up a complimentary phone consultation, just go to paulwinkler.com forward slash call. And we look forward to seeing you soon. All right. Paul Winkler, I work. Um, we were talking about- This is not a the- music station. These these big uh, mutual fund companies, what they're investing in, right? What what have we been saying all along for a long, long time? Big U.S. companies, right? Dominating the portfolios. GMOs, Grantham says, don't invest in the U.S. at all. <laughs> That's what this guy's saying. Wow. Uh, it, world outside the U.S. is investable. He says, U.S., forget about it. Nah. S&P 500 could drop 50%. Who knows? But I, you know, it I could. Think, I, it could. I know it, it, could. Is, it is. It is a point. I, and I think it's a point worth because it certainly did in 2008. Right. It certainly did from 2000 through 2002. It certainly did in 1973, 1974. It certainly did in you know, 1987. Mm-hmm. I mean, you look at all those years. Could it? Yeah, it certainly could. And this is, I, I think that the reason that I wanted to just Drop this little bomb. This particular, uh, this particular article was because that's it. You know, as an investor, make sure you're really diversified. There are guys out here that are saying this kind of stuff. You know, they, they're hoping they're going to be right. You know, so the thing is, see, I told you so. I told you. That's why people make these kind of predictions because if they get it right, then they're going to crow from the mountaintop how right they were and how smart they were that i told you that the s&p was going to drop that much well the other thing too is know what you're buying there were 13 ponzi schemes that were discovered in the month of september alone it is unreal yes so understand what you're buying work with people who will educate and coach you so that you know for yourself. Don't Don't trust anyone blindly. Hey, this is Paul Winkler. Hope you enjoyed today's edition of the Investor Coaching Show. You want to learn more about what we do, go to our website, paulwinkler.com. You can watch some of the videos there, and if you're not already a client, you can set up a free initial consultation. Until next time, I'm Paul Winkler, reminding you that I believe that more educated investors are more competent investors and confident investors are more successful investors. Have a great one. Advisory services offered through Paul Winkler, Inc., an SEC-registered investment advisor. The opinions voiced and information provided in this material are for general informational purposes only and not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine what investments are appropriate for you, please consult with a financial advisor. Paul Winkler, Inc. does not provide tax or legal advice. Please consult your tax or legal advisor regarding your particular situation.